1: Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, great flicker by Alan Armstrong. Ah! All
0: for that. Hello, and cheers to joining us for this week's episode of the Scarf Award, the stickiest, clammiest, most sick of this bloody weather county related show on the information superhighway. I'm Nick Lee, or as some faceless Twitter warrior called me last night, county's Mark Goldbridge. So, usually, I'd get dead angry about that, but it's hard to be asked about anything else when your balls keep sticking to your leg, innit? You you know when you get you know when you get a new phone and you peel the screen protector off. That's, that's been me all day, that horrible all day long. Joining me tonight to rub some after sun onto the clammy thighs of county news, views and opinion. It is, of course, the one and only Russ Johnson. Russ, how are you?
1: I'm absolutely hunky dory. Thank you very much for asking. How are you?
0: Yeah, good, except, except for the weather. I don't know if I got it across in the intro, just how pissed off about this weather um, I, I just don't like weather, in I'm, general. You just don't like weather. Yeah,
1: well, it, it gets you that way, do not it, weather?
0: Yeah, <laughs> makes you really angry. I'm just does, angry at everyone now. It's a good job we've got a great football team to talk about, isn't it? Otherwise... Otherwise... Lie. Right over the edge. Imagine, you imagine we're in National League North with this weather. I quite like the weather i quite like the hot weather i don't know what everybody complains about it's just too hot though. it's a different kind of hot though isn't it it's
1: different yeah it's close it's close. they're close in it close,
0: close. Close. Yeah, yeah 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 closer than the name of sister <laughs> <laughs>
1: and the carpenters um yeah, so yeah tonight did you want to say anything else before i get on to so no, no, I was
0: just going to crack on and say what's what's coming up tonight, but you're already yeah. there, mate. Yeah, yeah, well, we've
1: got we've got Chris Beaumont joining us very soon. He, again, he's just having some technical issues. We seem to be getting people that have technical issues, but Chris will hopefully will be joining us uh, very, very shortly. We're going to talk about the academy, the 3-2 win against Huddersfield and Keno leaving. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to get our tissues out for that bit.
0: Um, Don't be sad because it's over. Be glad it's happened.
1: That is it. That is absolutely it. Um, so before... Oh, Chris has arrived. So before we get Chris out, um, please do subscribe to the channel. Like on YouTube. Let's get those likes over 100. Uh, if you're listening on Apple, please leave us a review. Uh, please leave us a review with the name of an obscure county player. Um, and if you do that, we'll pick a winner. Um, and we'll get something over to you. Not really sure what that will be yet. And then rate on all your other sp- uh, podcast players. That
0: would be pretty good, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 Maybe maybe, maybe as the prize, we'll let them unstick my balls from my leg. How about that? I'm sure that's a
1: prize someone's willing to really, really yeah. wants
0: to win. The, the reviews yeah. will all be coming in now. None of them will be good, but the reviews will be coming in. That's the main <laughs> thing. That'll get us up the algorithms. That I will think. get us up the it algorithms,
1: is. yes. Um, right, we're going to get Chris... Uh went out. Our special guest. Uh, have
0: you got an intro for Chris? No, no, no. You're the you're the you're the intros for the guest. Right? You're the uh, man of the people on here. It's I'm, I'm the unapproachable weirdo. You're the you man of the people. I'm the man of the people. You're the Matt Goldbridge. Okay, let's get Chris out.
1: Here we go. Good
2: evening, Chris. Good evening, i I just come at the wrong time when I could hear balls and things like that, so it worried me a bit.
1: No, no, you're in the right place, you're in the right place. (laughs) As usual. (laughs) This is usually how this this podcast goes. Well, let me just change the background, um, because I think you've got, let's do that, just to match your shirt there, nice shirt. Yeah,
2: well, I I didn't know what to wear, so I've gone back to
1: 1992, if that's okay. Hey, that's perfect with us, yeah, definitely. I I wish we all could. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we're going to do tonight, Chris, we're going to talk obviously, talk to you, talk um, about your career, about some of the stuff that happened when you was at County, uh, and the stuff that happened after you left County. Uh, so, we'll just have a chat with you about your career, basically. Uh, then, what we'll do is we're going to carry on talking. Uh, we're going to talk about the new academy, the Cat 3 Academy, that county have just got uh, yeah. the friendly win, and then Kino and other little bits and bobs. You're free to leave. Before we start talking about that, but equally, you're free to stay as well, and if you want to chat about that, you can do. It's entirely it's not up to a problem,
2: you. problem, yeah, that's fine.
1: Okay. Okay, so where do we start with Christy Beaumont? Right. Okay. So I've got to say, you were you were involved in one of the best goals I've ever seen County score live. Uh, I miss quite a lot of the uh, the late the, the sort of mid to late 90s stuff. So the goal I'm talking about is the Ian Hellywell uh, Everton equaliser.
2: Oh, yeah yeah
1: yeah uh but we'll talk about that in a minute I think that we 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 asked our i have to say our fans than our fans <laughs> we asked our <laughs> listeners and things um uh, I don't know why you thought that we asked our listeners for, for questions and we've got absolute a, a bucket load so we've got all these questions to ask you hopefully we'll get through them all um so the first and I, I haven't got the names of the people that asked the questions by the way so I do apologize but um what did it mean for you to play for county? And what was the thing you most loved about the club? And we'll get onto all everything around that uh, as we move along.
2: do you want to start with, then.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it,
2: it, I don't know. Just to just to play play for County to start with, or the chance to be a professional footballer. That, that that was my dream. Or like growing up, that's what you want to do. You see, and then obviously County gave me that chance, and I'm a great believer. It don't happen as much now. When you're at a club, that's it. You stay at that club. I'm quite a loyal person, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. though I did move, it was after, what, seven, eight years, and it wasn't my intention to. It's it just how it goes with the wife being pregnant uh, and to go to Chesterfield was down the road. But it was an absolute dream. Yeah. And from day one, obviously, the debut against Torquay and then just moving forward. And it just seemed to snowball. And it got better and better. And obviously, your stats will show it. And you can look back. The crowds got bigger and bigger. The stadium changed. It just it just went from zero to 100 in no time. And it, it, yeah. it sounds rough. But the time just flew by. It just went. So your memories are great now. Because at the time, you're just on that snowball. And you don't get a chance to sit back and realise what's happening.
1: Yeah. So were you not a pro at Rochdale
2: then? I, I had a season. Well, it was less than a season at Rochdale. But... I'd got a job. I was just a, a pen pusher. Uh, and Danny, the story was, Danny used to be uh, Chef United's reserve team manager. So he wasn't involved on Saturdays. Uh, he used to just take the reserves on a Wednesday night. So on a Saturday, he'd come and watch Simon, who played with me at Dennebeck. It was like a mining village sort of thing. So he used to go just to watch Simon there. And then obviously, must have seen me, got the chance, and then just asked me, if I wanted to come on trial. So I got three months off work to go and have a trial at Rochdale. Wow. So I did three months there. Just near the end of my three months, I went and pulled my hamstring. So Danny, fair play to him, he gave me that opportunity to recover. So I ended up having the rest of the season there. And then obviously, Danny, if, if I'm allowed to say it, whispered in me that it was going, me and Fainy. So obviously, that's the next step. We moved on to uh, Stockport with Danny.
1: Brilliant. So, so the first time you met Danny then was that that you said that was at Sheffield United reserves, did you say? The first time no, you ever
2: met he, him? he used to be manager at Sheffield United reserves, but it's just that he had been coming, uh, doing, watching his son play. He'd right. been at Sheffield club before he went there, so I'd had a season playing with the second team, but Danny was the third team manager, so I was aware of him, but not really a close relationship.
1: Yeah. So what what did you think of Danny uh, when you first met him because he's obviously a bit of a character did you did that come through straight away or
2: Yeah, I mean the chance just to listen to him and uh, it it takes it takes time to understand and once you understand him or once you get to know what he's saying you understand it straight away even though he's not I know it sounds there, he's not saying what he means in English but you pick up what he's saying and you get his meaning from there. And some of these sayings as you go on in time, the memorable, but yeah, it was just a character and his, his love for whatever he did. When he, I'd seen because he used to play golf round the corner from where I lived on Lee's Hall. And people used to say that I knew when you see him play, the passion he's got in golf and in mind football, everything that he does, he throws 100% in. And that includes training. He has to take training, even when he set us off on a 12 minute run before training most days, he'd be there and he'd follow you. He just wouldn't stand there or sit there. He'd be obsessed. He had to be involved in everything. And he'd see everything you were doing as well. So he knew those that were fitter than others. So if you weren't in the same position when you finished, then there'd be words to be had, if you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: No, that's, that's,
2: that's interesting to so, know. So it was passion for life as well as football, but obviously football was his main love. Yeah. So his, his passion was always up there from day one.
1: Nice. Um... Don't know if you can see. We are getting comments through. So as as comments um, come through that, that are fitting with what we're talking about, we'll will we'll flash them up and actually get some people to ask you some questions as well. Um,
2: no
1: how did how did Danny make you a better player? Because obviously you went you, you were with us from eighty nine till till after Danny left, I think. Oh, yeah, just,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. A few seasons with Dave Jones and what
1: have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So yeah. what did I mean, I'm guessing you, you, you would you would say that Danny made you a better player. What did he do to you and for you as a person to make you a better player? Uh,
2: his belief in me, yeah, but also uh, the training ground. And I think he picked up quite a bit uh, early doors that I'd give to percent but probably when it comes to that final touch or that finishing, it wasn't quite there. So Danny used to keep me behind numerous times. And he'd, he'd show me how to finish. And then he, after he'd done it three or four times, he'd let me do it. And there was no way I was going to finish as well as he did, getting to the side of the ball and whipping it, et cetera, et cetera. But it was just his perseverance with every player. He knew how to get the best out of every player and what he had to do with them players. If, and mine was obviously, to start, with was just finishing, finishing, finishing until yeah. I started finishing a bit. And he knew from there the confidence had come. But yeah, it, it, isn't it. It's, it's about general.
0: managing personalities as well as players, isn't it? Oh, he'd it,
2: it, have, have different conversations with different people at different times and what have you. And it was just with you and Danny. It weren't Danny and four or five others. It was just that personal touch. And it, it was very good at the timing and when to do it and where to do it.
1: Yeah. Would you say that... I, 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 this isn't the Danny Begari show, but would you... But we are named the Scarf Bagara War, so we we have to, you know, we, we do like to talk about it. But would you say that he was ahead of his time at that point in terms of man management? Because it, it almost felt to me at that time that, and maybe it's just because I was young, that you stick a 11 out, you ask him to play, and if they don't play, then then you, you shout at him or whatever. Was he was he ahead of his time in that respect, or
2: probably with that, but also the uh, the formations that he played. Mm. I mean, I grew up obviously in them days, way before your time, where it was four four two, and that was it. And yeah. then Danny's all of a sudden playing with wing-backs and play-wide and bush-forward. Yeah, but there's gaps there and no, the filled by this and that. And it it just seemed, like you say, with his man management, or also with his tactics. It, it just seemed in front. And it helped us. It got the right people in the right places at the right time.
1: Yeah. The halfy-halfy is a, is a famous one that we hear a lot. I don't, oh, don't know well. if, you, if you can shed any light on that for us.
2: I think I you know what halfy-halfy means, as in you don't go in it halfy-halfy, everything that you do is 100%, uh, okay. so instead of 50 of that and 50 of that, it's yeah. 100% all the time. But I think, again, you get to know what Danny's meaning. Instead of saying 100%, he's saying halfy-halfy, which is 50. 50. <laughs>
1: right.
2: yeah. yeah. So it, it's at times that the Bagara language, and this is Danny Bagara's language, is completely different, but you, you pick up on what he means.
1: Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, right, last last word on Danny Bagara. Then, what is your favourite Danny memory or story?
2: I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Really, uh, we and I won't name names. We played a uh, we played a, a game behind closed doors uh, one afternoon, uh, and then a few players ended up going back to stay at somebody's house. Uh, we'd gone out for. Uh, a drink in this uh, local local hotel uh i've just just cut off can you hear me i'm just seeing yeah, yeah. moment. yeah we've gone back to this lo- local hotel and to cut a long story short there'd been a bit of trouble but we was in training the following day and when we went in uh me included as well as a couple of others, we've got a, f- a few cuts and bruises but a couple of the lads there was nothing wrong with them but Danny had done his investigation and found out what had happened. So he knew without us telling him what had gone off. And instead of looking at me and a couple of others and questioning his marks on his face, as he looked at the other two and he just looked at them and said, shit houses, what you run for? <laughs> and you know I mean? He'd done his investigation. He'd found out what what and it had gone from there. So, but, but that's Danny. Again, he's 100%. He needs to know what he's done or what he's saying before. Does it?
0: So could could you have known when when you signed in 1989? Did you have any any inkling of of what was to come? Obviously, the four not only the four Wembley trips, but Mm. putting the club putting the club on the map. Did you have just any any thought that that was what was going to come?
2: No, you you just wanted to play football. And obviously, I remember when we started there, and there's a little stand behind the net, and there's obviously a few people watching and then the next minute there's a, whatever it is, a 5,000 stand gone behind the net and you're off to Wembley twice in a week or whatever it were and then <laughs> twice again in 10 days and it, it, it just, it was just a, tr- a dream to be honest, but it, it went that quick or it come that quick and then when, it, you just didn't get a chance to stop, you were just on a roller coaster ride.
1: What's What sort of a player were you? Were you the type that would, and you, I suppose you can admit this now, were you the type that would Party and and live life to the full in between the matches and after training and things, or were you quite disciplined?
2: I started off very disciplined because uh, I started quite well, not late in life, but when I first went to Rochdale, pre-season was really tough. So my focus was just trying to catch up and get up to that uh, level of everybody else. But then after I went to Stockport, and after a couple of years, and you only have to look at the characters there. Without yeah. going into names, you know. So, I think, I think um, we know, don't
0: we?
2: Yeah, <laughs> we were very close, but there was a lot of uh, socialising as well, you see. But we worked hard as well. It weren't just socialising and go down. We'd work hard in training, etc. And I think that that's, and you, you can look back, that's the team spirit that we have got. And I think that's what helps us as well. Yeah. We'd, yeah. Certainly, we'd play hard on the pitch and then we wouldn't play as hard, but... Do you know what I mean? We'd go out and socialise together, and there were never any fallouts And then you'd be back in training and pushing each other again.
1: Yeah, I think if you if you're winning matches, that kind of I wouldn't say get brushed under the carpet, but it, it does It's not as prevalent, is it? That if you if you if you're doing that kind of thing.
2: Well, um, I, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to think, and you don't know, but if we'd have lost thirteen or fourteen games on the chart instead of winning sort of thing, we wouldn't have yeah. been going out. I think I think it was just that bond and keeping that bond going.
1: Yeah. Because oh, when you look
2: at the time, there were players that had obviously come from the northeast and what have you and Sheffield. So we were in that area. We weren't all going off home and not meeting up, you see. So we was quite close as well.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um, moving on to one of those semi-finals in the playoffs, uh, Stoke. Did something happen in the tunnel at Stoke? Was you aware of, or or should we just move on from that question?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, if, if it was something that happened,
2: it it, it didn't involve me. I was just I was just uh, too focused on trying to get out there. But I don't know because obviously the first leg at home, if I remember again, though, so, was uh, let's say quite tense and what I mean. I think it was quite physical. So I think it spilled over a bit before, and it was just words more than anything else. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you you can enlighten me on something that I'm missing
1: here. No, we're not going to say anything. We've been asked the question to ask, and we will, I wanted to ask you without saying anything, so we're not going to
0: speculate or or Just anything. Shredding yeah. carefully for once, aren't we? Russell? Yes, yes, we um, are. <laughs> it, it, it's I,
2: interesting with everything, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it, it, It's very interesting with those, those times with the these big rivalries that came about, with, particularly with Stoke and Burnley and Port Vale as well, I suppose. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've picked up a lot of new listeners over the last year or two. Who kind of they only know rivalries against the likes of FC United and Curzon and Ashton and Altrincham and Chorley and what have you. So, just yeah. what was it like being at being at the centre of proper rivalries like that?
2: Oh, uh, I, I can remember like Burnley as well. For whatever reason, I don't know if we've, at one yeah, patch yeah. we seem to we have the upper hand on them, but. It didn't help when poor old Kev, every time he's touching the ball, they're giving him numerous stick and what have you Then, Obviously, I remember when we played Burnley at home and it was, we were drawing and then Kev scored virtually the last header of the game sort of thing. Uh, and their fans who were all packed behind the net and it, you could hear the pin drop. Uh, and I don't know if it's because we was a small club. You've got your Burnleys, you've got your Birmingham's, your West Brom, so Stokes. I don't know if they thought that we were treading on toes and you know yeah. what I mean? No, we're not having it. But we were a small club, but we were starting to get that fan base and it was really taking off. Not up to the capacity of when we went, obviously, to Stoke and Birmingham and the 20,000 there and what have you. But we were filling Edgeley Park out when we played them and I don't think they like that. So I think that's where the rivalry started. And in Kev, we had a great ally, but it, it was a focus for anybody to have a go at, you see. And I think that's where rival we started coming because of things like that.
1: Yeah, we just—I think we just boiled their piss, didn't we? Because we were a small club, and it's, it's probably the same for us. When certainly for me, when FC United were beating us, I—I yeah. couldn't—I couldn't stand FC United because of this small club. So we we're, were probably we probably getting a taste of our own medicine, really. Yeah. You know, with FC and
2: we just seem to be playing the same teams over and over again in certain yeah. competitions, you see, and, and and that adds to it as well
1: did you did you get ever have any a bit of needle with any players on a regular basis uh that you know that you came up against or any anyone that was like a considered a, a player rival for you
2: not at all no no uh there was somebody i can't remember his name now uh he was at, at chester and we played chester at home uh and i must have had one of them games where he got a bit of stick after the game from the manager uh, and then we played Chester away. Uh, and we'd only just kicked off and wherever I went he followed me and he just kept kicking me. Which <laughs> that didn't bother me at all and just as I'm, I'm, I've been told I've got to stop you I'm going to stop you at all costs. And then for whatever reason after half an hour it seemed to tire and then it opened up and I think we went 3-0 up and then he got took off and what have you. But been... apart from that there were nobody really that you, you get on the pitch and then you think right I've got to get top dog at him or he's going to be kicking me you see. You just it, it didn't bother me, I just used to get on with what were what. what. Just, it would just burn it and bug you for whatever reason. So I suppose you can, you can work that one out for yourself, can't you? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny because we're probably just a I don't know, a, you know, a piece of piece of shit on their shoe at the moment but I know Nick you go on the best sports, don't you when they're still talking about
0: us aren't they Burnley yeah yeah we're still we're still very much in their consciousness yeah they're, they're still they're still very aware of what's going on I think they're, they're fully anticipating getting drawn against us in the cup in the next few years you know, <laughs> yeah. now that now we're in two two national cup competitions there's, there's more chance of it happening I I, I, I will not be surprised if that happens soon I'd love that Graham Barrow.
1: Uh, yeah, Daz Sampson, uh friend of the show, uh, says that the player was Graham Barrow and he remembers it.
2: Did he remember it, Graham
1: Barrow? Yeah, the name rings a bell now, yeah. Yeah. Well, he went on to manage Chester, did he not? Graham Barrow?
0: Yeah, yeah. Other yeah. clubs, yeah. Good solid lower league manager he was.
1: Yeah. Cheers for that, Daz. Um, yeah, so... Mo- moving on then, so the to, onto the onto the four Wembley appearances. I mean, we we can't let this let this opportunity go to ask you about the sending off. Um, mm. What 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 actually happened? The truth. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, the truth. yeah, yeah. As, as I remember,
2: that I was on the because uh, obviously we were down to ten men. Then I was on the yeah. right hand side of the pitch. Kev was in the middle. We tried to split them. Um, because they were always going to leave a man back, so that obviously levelled the numbers on the pitch. Now, Neil Edwards had got the ball, I can't remember whether it was a cross or a corner, he collected it, and straight away he he launched it towards me. So I was running, if you can imagine it, I was on the halfway line, I was running towards the ball, because as Neil kicked it, it was falling short of me. So I went to meet it, but the ball bounced just before I got there now the center, the left back was right on my backside, so as it bounced i ducked leant forward he's then if, if you can imagine it because he's that close and i've ducked he's gone over the top of me so as he's gone over the top of me the ball's bounced over me so i turned and run for the ball yeah obviously you can imagine it now can you stand still and turn without putting your leg back to push off now, apparently, as I've turned to push off, I've caught him, not intentionally at all. I've caught him running down the line. I believe that he thinks, right, I'm completely out of position here. It's yeah. nearly turning into a 2v1 position. So he's rolled around on the floor for 10 minutes, just exactly the same as Ted McMinn did when he uh, he got a bit of water in his face and he rolled around on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So that is honestly, I did not, damp on anybody or anything intentionally I've just turned to push off might have caught him but not intentionally and then he's rolled around on the floor and, and it was yeah. funny because we've played on if you remember I've crossed it Kev's gone in for a challenge with somebody and then the lad's gone down they've gone on and then when the linesman's flagging everybody presumed it was something to do with Kev and then he's come up apparently who said a few words to me and just sent me off
1: uh, so, what, what, what did it, what did Ellery say to you? We all we all know that Ellery's a a, a four letter word that we don't like to say on this show. Yeah, C. well,
2: I, I got <laughs> double I got double Ellery, didn't I? Because when I went to uh, Chesterfield, yeah, the semi final, he, yeah, he he left the semi final. Uh, so I'm trying to plead my case, and he went, "Not listening, Beaumont. Off your girl. Don't even speak to me." So because he was old school and what have you, I shouldn't have, but I accepted it then and walked off. Now, when we played, obviously, there was Sky when we played at uh, Old Trafford, and it was on the screen, and you could see that it'd gone over the line. When he said, play on, it had gone miles over the line. So everybody surrounded him. So I went up, and I just gave him a few expletives without going into detail myself. (laughs) Uh, And he he just accepted it. I'm not changing my mind, not changing my mind. I mean the only the only answer in all this is that he's been kicked off the referees league for I believe other things, but we'll leave yeah, it there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah, a bit yeah. Of
2: calm, calmer there if you know what I mean. But I'd still like to sit down and have a conversation with him.
0: I think we are. <laughs> I think he's one of them. I mean, obviously referees get stick. A lot of them have it deserved, but I think. That's the one thing. I go on a lot of other club message boards and every club seems to have an Ellery moment. Seems to have a moment <laughs> yeah. that, that, that David Ellery has done them out of something.
2: If I'm that, right, weren't he some sort of old headmaster at a boy's school? He had that sort of mentality about him. So was, yeah, he was right. Say, yeah. And there were, no, there were no talking to him. A lot of refs you could have a conversation with and they'd still say they're right, but he wouldn't even listen to you. Yeah.
0: That, well the, the, the story is just when he was on uh, when he was doing a cup final, they'd always say, "Oh, David Ellery, the Harrow schoolmaster," as mm, though yeah. that, that makes any, any difference. Back before referees were were uh, were full time. So going going back to the uh, the Burnley final, then, what was after you got sent off? What was that? What that long walk past the Burnley fans like? That must have been horrible.
2: Oh, it, it was just a nightmare. You just, you know, what I mean, you just. What's happened because you knew David I think it was still one all at the time, but you knew that that was it, we were down to nine men and you feel that though I still honestly I didn't do anything, you feel as though you've let everybody down and that's that sort of thing. And you just got your head down and you you can hear everything that's been shouted and, and said, but it's not going in if you know what I mean, it's just bouncing straight off you and it's just all a blur. How um, did just,
0: uh, how did Danny react? What what did Danny have to say about it?
2: Didn't didn't say anything at all. Didn't say anything after the game at all. I think everybody, we thought, well, all four of them, we had a very good chance, but I think we thought that we'd got it. We had been too overconfident. I think we thought this is our time. You can't go four without winning one, et cetera. And we'd had a great build-up. Everything was spot on. We'd done everything right. And I think everybody would just gobsmacked for it. Once of a better word, and just couldn't believe what had, what had happened to play a place like that. And then you're finishing with just nine men, and everything. If you remember, there was a challenge on Neil Edwards' early doors that just got bypassed as well. So it as though everything that day just went completely the wrong way for us. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like
0: to
1: think about it too much, do we? <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. you're I, right, I, cheering I, me up tonight, you know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, 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 I was, was going to say,
0: I, that's, that's probably a good time. Obviously, after that 94, 95, Danny's sacked. Uh, Dave Jones steps up from assistant, and then obviously we have 95, 96 with those those Everton games. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of kind of Dave, Dave took took the work that Danny had already done and took us on to another level. What was that game at Goodison there. like?
2: It was weird because I don't know if you remember, uh, I got injured uh, the week before. Uh, and they sent me through an x-ray uh, and I got like a little stress fracture in my leg. So I've been, the week before I was limping on the physio table, et cetera, et cetera, uh, can't play. So I'd got it in my head. That was it. I weren't playing, et cetera, et cetera. We'd come in, because it was a, a Sunday game, weren't it? I think we'd come in on the Thursday uh, and Jones had pulled me and says, oh, Roger wants to see you. How's your leg? I said, oh, it's a bit so I said, look, we know what it is, but it's not a broken leg. It's just a little stress fracture. If you have a jog around the pitch with Roger, see how it is. We can give you something for the pain and then you can play. So I was literally, when the lads were doing like five-a-side, just warm up as Jones used to do uh, before they were going uh, off to uh, Liverpool. Uh, and I was limping around the pitch a few times and then it started getting easier or you could get used to the pain sort of thing. So we jogged around and then we did a, a bit of a sprinting and Roger said, do you want to join in? I went, why? He says, because Jonesy wants you to join in. So I went and joined in, did a bit of training. Jonesy pulled me and says, Oh, you're all right. You've got your stuff, get your stuff. Uh, you're coming with us. You're in squad. So I says, well, what about it? He says, well, when we get there, I don't know if you, you won't notice this. Everybody went up to warm on the Sunday on the pitch as they did I stayed behind. Right. I had an inject. I had an injection uh, just to numb the area where it was hurting. And when everybody come in for the start to have the warm up and the team talk, I went out for a warm up on my own, just so that it didn't, you know, what I mean, uh, start hurting. So I went out, did my warm up. Everybody then come out, and then it just played from there. But the fans that day, I'll never forget. From when we come out, or I come out for the warm up. Uh, and from the start to the finish of the game, I don't think that's the first time I've known fans as such just constantly. And I've been to, as you probably know, I've been to a few games now and it's just constant noise and singing. And that's the first time that I've come across that. And it was just, wow. I mean, we could have and we probably could have sneaked it at the end, but just to be involved in that day and obviously at the time they were the cup holders as well, you see, so... yeah. It was just from start to finish, and uh, it was just one of them games. It's a shame we didn't finish it off, but that's probably the story of my life at Stockport. We get so close without actually getting that final bit, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. You, you were involved in both goals that day, weren't you? Because even, even though the commentary says, hell well, it's your header that Neville Southall saves, isn't it? Am I right? Uh,
2: for, yeah, for yeah. Alan <laughs> in. Jonesy slaughtered me for that, said I should have scored, but I said, No, I'm an assist, I don't score, and I'm an assist. So, yeah, it comes to me, and uh, I did it. Neville pushed it, and then uh, Alan volleyed it into the net. Yeah. Yeah. And and you say,
0: I'm
2: I'm claiming two assists, even though I should have scored one.
0: (laughs) No, mate. (laughs) I was going to say, You you say you're an assist, man. Well, on to the second equaliser, Russ's favourite county goal. What, I mean, what, what a ball from Toddy in the first place, but what a cross. I just just gonna the say, first time just going
2: to say, Toddy put it on a plate, if you know what I mean. He put it into space. Uh, there was a bit of a spin, so it had to go in first time because I could see Ellie, Ian Eliwell going in there. And there was no me, need for me to take a touch. It was just there, like you say, a perfect ball from Toddy. And it was just slowing down enough for me just to whip in and then... Ian Heliwell made it look a good cross with his finish because he's he, he diving at an angle and bending his neck and got power and put it in the corner. So, i will yeah. claim the assist, but obviously Toddy's ball and Ian Hellywell's great header is, is the main bit of that move.
1: That's why that's why it's the, my fa- one of my favourite... Well, probably the fa- my favourite goal that I've seen live because the the ball from Toddy, you're obviously sublime cross. Ian Heliwell's header passed... Let's face it, a world class goalkeeper, you Nelson know, oh, yeah. Southall. We we yeah. just went absolutely mental because if you think about the actual situation, FA Cup third round away at a Premier League team that had just won the cup. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's been we've ever it's got better than that for us. Even when we played no. or but you know, even at the time after that, mm. that's that's that. That to me is the peak that we that that we got to.
2: Mm. Can't, can't disagree with that, especially I remember the replay as well and you thought oh we're at home, we've got a chance but I think
1: yeah.
2: they upped it when they come yeah. to our place and if I remember right, like, uh, and there's a story to this, uh, Duncan Ferguson played at our place yeah, uh, and I'd got the task, if you call it that as when they had throwings or long throwings, everything was at Duncan Ferguson so I was told just stand in front of him, get as close to him as you can so the first one that they took. I probably got too close, and uh, I stood on his toes, and then he's like pushed, pushed me away, flicked it on. Two minutes later, another one's come in. So as I've gone back, all I could do is, "Hey lad, you come near me, and you'll get it." So I like waited five yards in front of him just so he didn't actually get his elbows. Because I don't know if you've seen Duncan Ferguson live. He's, he's very large.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we played them. We played them in this uh, in the League Cup. I think a few years later, didn't we? When Rooney was when Rooney uh, played as well, and That's he true, was a, yeah. he was a beast. He was a beast then. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're right. They 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 had to up it, in, in the in the in the replay. I mean, I remember coming out yeah. of the ground at Goodison, and two 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 Everton fans were saying, "No, oh, you're just a bunch of jokers, you lot." You know, after a two-two draw, and like the guy who was with me, he just went, "Well, we just drew drew two-two with you. So what, you know what's your game?" Kind of thing. Mm. They 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 were they were they were running scared that day, weren't they? And, like, and they, they had, had the a lot of big
2: players playing. It's not as though they had all no reserves or youngsters. They had, they had uh, quite a few well-known players play.
1: Yeah, Gary Ablett, Graham Stewart. You know, he's they're not they're not not mugs. 11 right? Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Thanks for talking about that. That's uh, took that's I mean, me yeah. back to my best goal. It's my favourite goal. Uh, great. Um. Yeah. So after that, then I think it wasn't long after that that you that you eventually moved on. What? How do you feel about that? Because the following season, I think it was the the very next season, we had our you know we we had arguably one of our best seasons ever. What was you feeling? I know I know you went on to Luckily, Chesterfield. I as well. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so Tell uh, you what, are you are you here to cheer me up for? No, you? no. <laughs> well. I, well, cheer you up because I think Chesterfield got the giant killer award, didn't they? In the cup, in for the cups I think that,
2: that season. was the second season. In fact, uh, if you remember, you'll know better than me when you got promotion or when when we got promotion. Should I say, Stockport got promotion? They did it at Chesterfield, didn't they? And I played for yeah, yeah. Chesterfield that night, yeah, so yeah. that was very bittersweet. And John Duncan had pulled me before the game as well, uh, and he he just. He, he, uh, another Scottish one and very honest and just said I'll be watching you and i sure expecting 100% I said, that's all I ever give anyway yes. uh, because if I remember you scored the Angel scored in the first three or four minutes and then it just stayed like that all the game
1: yeah
2: and people yeah. ask me was that the ideal result for me but I can't obviously answer that but I didn't mind going over to Stockport fans and just clapping them at the end that's all yeah
1: no we we um... We just basically shit ourselves for for the rest of the match. That's what we were doing. <laughs> four
0: months of stoppage time added on at the end? But, I mean, you scored. You scored in an FA Cup quarter final that season as well, didn't you? And assisted in a semi final.
2: I did. Yeah, yeah. We played uh, played Wrexham at home. It was a weird one because we played at uh, eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning. Uh, two two ties on the Saturday. We played, and then after we played. Uh, the wife, uh, she just had a just had a, a youngster, so everybody went out in Chesterfield, missed out on it a bit. Uh, everybody went out in Chesterfield. Can you see my ear, mate?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all right. that yeah.
2: just kind of got a bit blank, so everybody went all out right. to celebrate, but I drove back to Sheffield. Uh, everybody's gone out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And as I was leaving the ground, uh, this interview guys come up to me and just said uh did an interview and then he just jokingly just says are you going for a drink so i said oh, i'm just going to see a couple of me uh, friends named this pub that i was going into and he says oh uh, we'll give you a ring in a bit five live so i didn't think anything of it i went to meet my cousins uh in this pub thinking oh we'll have a good drink etc i've just Scored and we're in semi final FA Cup. I went in and my cousins are walking out. I said, Where are you going? Oh, we're going to watch Sheffield Wednesday. They were playing Wimbledon uh, in the last quarter final. So I ended up staying in this pub, watching them on the telly on Sky. And then just before the end of the game, the landlord says, Chris, there's a phone call for you. So I thought it was a wife he ready to pick picked up. And the <laughs> bloke says, uh, I'm just ringing up from Five Live. Uh, if you stay on the line, you'll hear Gary Lineker in a minute. So I says, Why? He says, well, he wants to have a chat with you and then they're going to do the FA Cup draw and then come back to you. Are you OK to give a couple of comments? So I said, yeah. So then I, could, I got the phone and I, I'd had a, obviously a few pints celebrating and then I shouted, Silver Tech landlord, get me a couple of pints, get me a couple of pints. So mm-hmm. I'm drinking them. You then hear the Cup draw. He then comes back to me and says, What do you think of the cup? And I said, The usual stuff. It didn't matter who you've got, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's just good to be in there and we'll see where we go. And he says, Oh, I've heard it's at Ellen Road, the game. Uh, so he says, What do you think about that? So I says, he says, Oh no, what he said, he said, I think it could be at Ellen Road or it's Old Trafford, which which ground would you like to play at? So me being me being honest and had a few pines, I just says, Well, I'd like to play at Ellen Road. He went, Why do you want to do that? I said, well, it's a shithole, and it'll suit us, we'll playing, <laughs> and then, you know, when you think, and he just went, oh, thanks for that, and he cut me off, I thought, <laughs> you could cut me off, and then I'd gone home, and my phone never stopped ringing, have you, have a, did you say on Five Live, it's a shithole, I, I, I didn't mean it like that, I meant the pitch, but then we, we went to training the following day, in the Monday, because, believe it or not, Chesterfield had got a game on the Tuesday, uh, so I'd gone in and I was first there, being for 10 o'clock, like I was out there, 10 o'clock, everything fine, blah, 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 lads started coming in half past 10, quarter to 11, they still got the clothes on from the like night before, they'd gone in and wherever they went, obviously all Chesterfield were out and they were free drinks wherever they went and there were only muggins that had stayed in, everybody'd gone out, John oh. Duncan come in, words for wear and says, thanks for coming in lads, nobody's involved, you can all go home. And that was it. So they'd all enjoyed themselves, and I got chastised for saying something about Ellenville <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
1: That's like it. I like it. So you had, a, you had a good time with Chesterfield, didn't you? I mean, you're, let's let's try and make it positive for you. I don't, we're not here to, to have <laughs> down a
0: downbeat, a chat. Is it building
2: me up before you knock me back down again?
0: No, 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 no. We're not. We're not, we're not, doing, doing, boy, it, we're not doing, doing it. Hard. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, I know no, we joke about Chesterfield, but they're another proper club as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It,
2: again, obviously, Saltergate was a, an old-fashioned ground and what have you then. Just near the end of the time, they got planning commission, as as you know. Uh, I'm guessing you were there, and I was certainly there on the away end when uh, we won Bank Holiday this last, yeah. Uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, they've come a long way regarding the infrastructure and the ground and everything. So that... Hopefully now we've gone up. or I say, we uh, now Stockport's gone up. Then Chesterfield, hopefully, will follow him this year. Yeah, but yeah, they they, they were there was again another one, and it was Norton Lee was about old-fashioned chairman, etc., etc. Uh, but he believed in the club, that he had a structure, and he stayed to it. But he got some good plays in, and again, the team spirit was good there. and it's about right having these superstars, but if you've got a, a squad or a team that's very close and believe in each other and what have you, you will give 100%, then I think with the ability at Stockport, we had a lot of ability, but Chesterfield, it was limited, but we worked the socks off for each other and then we got as just rewards. Yeah.
1: Just picking up, picking up on something you said then, you said we about county. Is, is it we for Stockport County for you?
2: Oh, it's. And, I've always followed him, but as Lay and Russell know this, uh, my son Oliver that's probably set all this up behind me. Yeah, he has. Yeah.
1: Cheers,
2: Oliver. He's, he's, in, he's in Tenerife and he, he just texted me a minute ago asking how it's going. So I haven't replied and I'll just give him one afterwards, uh <laughs> phone call. Uh, he, he started because he never saw me play. Obviously, uh, he was young. Well, he was just born when we played uh, Jesse Field in the semi-final uh so he's not really seen me live etc and as you go older as he is now he's, he's as you do look on youtube looked at videos started reading up about stockport and then started going to a couple of games and it's it just snowballs he loves he loves the club he loves the fans he loves the atmosphere everything about it he's now got a season ticket we were going with he he was checking me all over, or I was checking him all over. We went to start. I remember we went up to South Shields to watch him in the, the FA Cup, and then in, in this year particularly, we've been going everywhere. Uh, and he loves it, you know. He knows he knows more people than m- me. Even we was uh, he put out when we played Wrexham in the uh, semi-final. He put out last minute. Anybody got any tickets? Uh, and he didn't tell me this. And then it was Thursday night. He got on a train to go to Stockport to pick two tickets up to then come back uh, and got back at one in the morning to tell me that he got tickets. And he didn't, nice. even, when he met him, he didn't even tell the person who he was. He just had a chat about Stockport, had a couple of pints here, and then got back. He didn't say that he knew me or anything. Uh, and it's just snowballed from there. He's not bothered about my history. He's just that all oh, Stockport now. Uh, and like I say, he's got his season and He's working out where he's going here and where he's going there. He dragged me uh, to Dagenham over Christmas last year. Well, dragged me? We dragged each other, shall we say. So, <laughs> yeah, we, we've been through as many of the big games near the end. Uh, in fact, Chesterfield was one of the first ones where I've been away, where we've won. And I just think me and Stockport, I don't know. We, we, I don't see any... We don't win enough for me. When I'm there, if you know what I mean, we, we have these uh, finals at Wembley and we lose, and then I went to Grimsby, I went to Knott County, I went to Wrexham, and I keep saying to Oliver, "No, you go because we'll probably win. When I go, we're not winning."
0: <laughs> but no, it,
2: it is a way as far as I'm concerned. I've been I've been over the stockport for a few uh, nights, you know, with Steve Bellis and what have you, then just try and promote the club in any way I can. Uh, nice. We obviously had that we had that gin night, so me and Oliver. Come over Thursday night. I've just been asked to actually to come over. Uh, there's a book launch coming up, isn't there?
1: Yes, we were going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. we were going to ask you about that because me, me and Nick are sort of presenting that. Um So you'll you'll meet us in person if, if you if you if you want to. I mean, oh, you're not you you in person
2: mean, twice. <laughs> I, I'm, am I running this show you YouTube the celebrity, Is that how it works? Man? Yeah, yeah, that's what it's
0: happened.
1: Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, so we we uh, Phil Brenners has, has said can, can we ask you about the Basque night uh, and are you, mm-hmm. are you actually going to, are you coming he said, is that a yes I,
2: or a I, no? I'd like to say it's a yes I know it's on a, I'm, I mean I work at a, obviously at a secondary school so we are on yeah. holiday, I just needed to check that I weren't aware because it was a, it was a Sunday night at 7 o'clock, isn't it? Yeah,
1: that's right, yeah.
2: So I'm just waiting for my son to come back from Tenerife uh, in a couple of days and then I'm going to Strangling for getting me on here. Uh, firstly, I'm joking, <laughs> uh, and then see if he'll drive so that uh, I can buy you two a drink. That's all. Yeah, nice. Hey, nice. Hey. I, might, I might bring me. I might bring me county shirt for you both to sign as well, if that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got. I've got me.
1: I don't know if you can see. it, I've got my 9-3 county shirt here as well. Yeah. Well, we can't. You. You. you your video's frozen. I don't know. I don't that's- know why.
2: But, That's why. Well, it's stole me of my life, isn't it? I'm talking to a blank screen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll carry on because we, we, for people on the audio podcast, they they, they won't notice the
0: difference. Uh, although I've just told everybody, so they probably they'll they'll know. All mm-hmm. right. Well, for, for the people on the video podcast, I've I've actually found found this on my phone from uh, Naniton. There we go. Me, me and Mr. Beaumont on the pitch. Oh, there, you oh, you oh, you you there we go. Yeah.
2: Is that is that when you trip me over because I I'm past you?
0: That was me, that was that was me doing a Ted McMinn, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so it's probably a good time to mention the Basque gig then because we missed we didn't say it last week so we'll just briefly say it now. Twenty fourth of July we we're, we're hosting if you like a Basque gig for players that are in the hundred club, hundred appearances or more. Which you know it's it's a bit silly because. Chris, you've got 258 appearances, which is quite a lot. Um, But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're doing that. There's going to be loads of ex-players there. It is sold out, so you cannot get tickets for that anymore, but it's going to be a great night, isn't it, Nick? Well, do
0: follow Basque on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, because there's a small chance that there might be a few uh, walk-up tickets becoming available prior to that event. And just to let people know the scope of it, we've got Chris Beaumont, We've got some of the current lads: Ash Palmer, Sam Minihan, Jordan Keen. Was yeah, on, was on there. He's there. Uh, um, Flinney, Bill Williams, Andy Thorpe, Alan Ogley, John Rutter, uh, Keith Briggs, Michael Rains. Just saying, what you
1: you've just that, that's brilliant that you've remembered that list. I
0: I thought it was longer than that, but I don't think it is. I think you've I think you've nailed it there. I think, th- I th- I think there's a I think there's two or three more apologies to the ones that I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Stellar, stellar work. Um, back to you, Chris. What's uh, back to the questions?
1: Um, so, and, and we we will begin to like. It's like been fifty minutes. Believe it or not, it's gone fast. Um, oh, Ian Dowden, what do you think of the players we have now and the style of play? I,
2: well, I've, I've got to say, I like it. Uh, under the new manager, shall we say? I think he's got them um, working as a team, and he's. I wouldn't say slowly, he's got the way he wants to play in that structure, uh, and it's all about the structure and not, well, it is the players, but it's, the, it's not the names, it's how the yeah. players play, how he wants to play, if you get what I'm saying there. Uh, I think he knows where he's going and what he wants to do, uh, and I like a lot of the players, especially, well, I don't want to name names, I don't think it's fair on on the squad how well they've done, but he's certainly got some very talented players there. Uh, And if the midfielders turn up this year, like they did last year, uh, I think we've got a good chance, and I say we again, of going straight up. My only fear is that we've only got one Paddy Madden, you see. All of the positions seem to be covered two, three-fold. Uh, And Paddy's Paddy. He scores goals as well, works his socks off, and that's a very rare commodity for me.
1: Yeah, we've, we've said it a lot on this podcast and even with Jordan Keane, when we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, he said it's just, it's off the scale, the amount of, the, the, mm-hmm. the, his engine that he's got and the, the work rate mm-hmm. of the lad.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I remember, because I, I know it sounds definitely the next player, I get carried away when I'm watching and I will sing and chant away with every fan that's there. But you watch certain people and for whatever reason, I always seem to go back to watching him I remember it we was nil-nil. obviously. Wrexham scored them two late goals in the FA Trophy semi-final. Uh, and he'd come flying back to left-back, shepherded the ball out for a goal kick, and then instead of walking back up, he sprinted back up front. And that was in the, like, 88th minute. Yeah. And you're thinking, he needs testing, that guy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but To do what he does, and he's, he's obviously up there as one of the main men, but he doesn't see himself as that. He just works his socks off and he's a, he's a massive role model and a massive part of this uh, club.
0: Yeah, he's nice. He's become a, fan, a fan's favourite very quickly, hasn't he? I just imagine during the summer when everyone else was on holiday, I'd imagine he was just running around his garden. Just, just mm. non-stop. Yeah.
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe running around a few times, having a pint of Guinness and then running around again. Who knows? <laughs> he deserves it. He deserves it.
1: He does, exactly. he does. He's an absolute beast. Um, uh, which one of your goals is the fav- Is your favourite that you scored for County?
2: Oof, uh, if I remember rightly, I remember the, the first game of the season we played Wigan away. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to say this jokingly. Uh, the second one, uh, if you remember, it was a long ball up to Kev. He flicked it to me and then from the halfway line I ran even though, obviously, the defenders helped me. I just kept going and going and then cutting and curled it into the far left-hand corner. Uh, I enjoyed that one because after the game, and this is the only time it'll ever happen, uh, I was leading goal scorer in the Football League. I was <laughs> joint with two goals with a bloke called A. Shearer.
1: Oh, nice. I hey. hey, you, hey. hey, you
0: like
2: that? Do you like that little stat?
0: Yeah, I'm loving that. I'm loving that, yeah. yeah. That's the, I bet he didn't represent his club at Wembley four times, did he? Don't think he did.
2: Well, I know he lost at Wembley for Newcastle a couple of times. So Yeah. Yeah. He might have scored there for England and won, but that's not the same, is it? No. Club first, club first.
1: That could be the name of the podcast. Something about Alan Shearer. <laughs> 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 nice, nice. Oh, I like that one. Um, and... What's your favourite county shirt that you have that you wore as a player? Uh, there you go. Is, you, is it the one you've got on or
2: I was just gonna say my my uh, fashion sense is not the best, you see. So <laughs> I've got I've got the uh, ninety-three one, the blue that's got the uh, red and white dashes going down it, but for whatever reason it probably did look horrendous when we played in it. Uh, but I've got a quite a good liking to it. Uh, I'm not quite sure on the Robinson's best bit a bit, but the obviously the one that was it against wore we without going into the scoreline, that the yellow one there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: When you say
0: you say your fashion, I mean that I thought they looked really smart at the time. I don't, didn't they? I, that's what it's I, coming back now. That I mean, it's th- those kits have influenced the new one as well. So, is it, fa- fashion you know. is just cyclical; it all comes around again.
2: It does it well. My age, it must have come round for the third time then. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> You've mentioned your age a couple of times now. You're not, I, I, you're not I, too, you're not too old, much older than us. You know. I mean, I'm in my forties. So, I remember Everton away. I was like 14 or 15 or something. So, um, mm. yeah. Don't. I In fact, I got asked for ID in, in Tesco on on, on Saturday. Buy some beer. Yeah, yeah, but ask for ID. He said it's this, this like old this I say old guy, he must have been in like sixties, mid mid sixties. Excuse me, son, have you got ID? I was like, Oh, you are treating me today, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Handing me over. And he went, he went, eighty one, you what you're forty one? I went, Yeah. He went, You look, you look a lot younger. I went what? With lo- like loads of grey hair. You look a lot younger,
0: not seventeen though.
2: <laughs> I, I, I beat myself up pulled myself down because uh, a few years ago like I've mentioned before I work in the secondary school uh, and there were a new teacher that started uh, well after the, as it happens he's like uh, second in charge at school uh, and he's from Chesterfield and he said I'm not a big Chesterfield fan but my family is and what have you and he said I remember when you played for Chesterfield in the semi-final I said oh yeah he says well my dad dragged me off that game I didn't want to go, I didn't like football, but he dragged me off to the game. I said, oh, did you enjoy it? He says, well, I didn't see much of it because I was 10.
1: Right, yeah. yeah. So he's giving me stick, he's on to watch
2: me. I said, well, your claim to fame is that you've paid to see me play, but he's 10 years old and I'm playing football. Uh, I
1: like it. Um, I've only got one more question, actually, um, which is, this this was this was sent in by a viewer, by the way, by a listener. Who drinks more cans on the away day trains, you or Oliver?
2: No, oh, obviously, if he's on there, he knows. He knows. <laughs> Oliver doesn't, <laughs> Oliver doesn't Oliver don't drink cans; he drinks these little uh, bottles sort of thing. But no, we we went to it was Grimsby. We went to, uh, and there was I think there was twelve of us that went. Uh, We we got the Cleethorpe from Sheffield, we got that, and it was the half-eight train that we got. Uh, And this is is Oliver and his mates, so they, obviously, they got a a taxi down to the station, uh, and I met three of my mates, and the other four mates got uh, in a a taxi. We got down there, and Oliver's texting us, we're on the station, don't be late. I said, look, we've got plenty of time. But what I didn't realise is the night before Oliver and his mates had been to a supermarket uh, and got to, they got a, a tray of uh, bottles, four, well, not four bottles, a box of bottles each. So they got like 18 bottles each. So they, when we got on the station, we'd got nothing. And <laughs> Oliver and all his mates had got all these bottles. <laughs> Cheeky Devils started bloody selling them to us on train, didn't they? Oh, he, sold, so, them. Yeah, he, so,
1: sold, he
2: yeah. sold them to his own dad. Yeah, well, he, he tried, but don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but that that's, that's the young man's mentality. See, we're a bit old school and we just turn up and don't think about that. But They've been to a supermarket and bought all these cheap uh, boxes of bottles. So, yeah, well, we enjoy it when we go away, to be honest. Well, we'll not say, but I think my belly's a bit larger than this, so I'll, I'll claim I'll claim that I can drink more. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's practicing now in Tenerife, but we'll leave it at that.
1: <laughs> but is, that, is that, it's just, just going back to your playing days is that is that something you enjoy now? Is going to going to away matches and coming to county now that now that you can? Because when you were playing, obviously you were you were playing and you, you couldn't and sort of enjoy it. it was a, Oh, it was a yeah.
2: Yeah, you see a complete different side, if you know what I mean. I remember yeah. when we went to uh, Blackpool, if we'd have won at Blackpool, we stopped, we would have got uh, promotion, and we ended up losing 3 2. But we drove into Blackpool and we went on the front, and you you could see all the big pubs, and it went absolutely Piper County fans singing away and what have you. Uh, and then, but you you miss all that because you just go to, obviously, Edgley Park, we get on the coach and we go to the ground and you go in so you miss all that it was last year was it we played field and me and Oliver got on a train uh, from Sheffield to Whitepool and then walked on the front and then we ended up in this pub there were over a thousand Stockport fans all in this pub they wouldn't let us out and they were just singing in there and it's those that I've never seen if you know what I mean I've never been part of it so yeah. it's, it's getting it and we just love that bit
1: yeah you no, know, it's
0: good, isn't it? It is good. It is, it's um, magical yeah. like get, getting off a train and just hearing it. You hear it when you get off the train and you think, right, I'll just follow the noise.
1: Yeah, you it. know
2: where you know where the noise is now, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's 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 probably the best part of being a football fan. One of you know, one of the best parts is the away days, yeah. traveling to the yeah. ground, being in the pub and stuff. Um I think I think, yeah, we all love that. Um it's how emotional now, us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, it's a little different for you a lot, because when after the game you're all going and platforms full, and you're all getting on train. And a lot of times, me and Oliver get on, and there's just two on platform. That's me and him
1: because Yeah, are going, going, going back to a different in place. A different
2: direction. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, shall we? Shall we move on to the comp- to the other to the other topics now, or have you got anything else from your perspective, Nick? I
0: know. We've got, we've got competitions galore. Well, one, one competition. We've got, we've got all sorts, haven't we? We've got the depart, departure from, from one county legend to another who's departed this week. Yeah. And I, 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 speaking of which, uh, earlier in the show, a friend of the show, Dave Schofield, uh, pointed out, it's very fitting to have Chris on tonight. For those too young to know what the man was all about, see Jordan Keen, two players a generation apart who never let county down. And that, that's that's absolutely spot on, absolutely Bob on that.
2: No, I appreciate that comment. I'm just going to interrupt you, if it's okay. Oliver's just texted me, sorry for, and he's just saying let us know how it goes. So what comment shall I send him back, guys?
0: <laughs> Go on, Nick, you're the funny one. So, say uh, <laughs> so, say say with, with urge you can't handle your ale, Oliver. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. there's rumours that you can't drink on the train. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But we have a lightweight. Boomers going
2: amongst the county fan base. Yeah, that that'll upset him, won't it? That, he won't lie, yeah. won't he? He'll start
1: driving everywhere. <laughs> so, um so Chris, we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about uh John the Huddersfield win and the Academy. You're welcome to, to stay on and stay on and chat with us about that if you if you've got the time.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know what my input will be regarding that, but I'll certainly stay on and uh, join in if that's okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, before we get on to that, just want to say please do subscribe, uh, like the video on YouTube uh, if you can. We're currently on uh, 26 likes. So let's let's bang that up, please. If you are watching live, do do. Uh, or if you're watching back, please do put, hit the like button. Like button. Sorry. Uh, leave a review on Apple if you can. If you are listening on iTunes. Uh, leave your name as, as an obscure county player uh, anything and we will pick a winner and get something to you in the next few weeks uh, do rate us on Spotify as well thank you very much uh, so yeah so I mean let, let's continue the discussion about Jordan Keane then um, obviously he was on the show a couple of weeks ago um, I, don't, I don't want to say that we're going to jinx this because you know, I mean we, we, we've got form haven't we to be fair
0: yeah, um, yeah, they don't stick around ago. very long, do they? After they come on here,
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, Jordan Keane, I think it's a completely different story to the one to when we had Ben McKenna on. Um, so yeah, what you know, what, what do you say about Jordan Keane? I mean, you know, what, what was it 148 appearances, eight goals, two champions, one club legend.
0: That's what. That's all we can say. where where did you go from there? It's just absolutely spot on. His 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 reasons for leaving, uh, absolutely spot on. You can you can see why. Oh, massive credit to him for he was obviously was in and out of the side last season. Obviously didn't play as much football as he would have liked. But when he was called upon in the running, he was absolutely faultless as ever.
2: Yeah, I I have to agree with that. And you've got to admire him. He could have. Took a step back and just stayed at county and what have you. But he's a winner and he wants to play football. Uh, And I think it's football for him more than anything else. And he shows that every time he plays. So he deserves a massive pat on the back and good luck to him next year. I'm sure that he'll be a massive success at Halifax. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Yeah. he's gone gone to a proper club, hasn't he, that that we kind of would be quite happy to see back in the league with us, I think, particularly now with the they've got Jamie Stott they've got Matty Warburton and they've got Jordan Keane as well
2: yeah
1: yeah He's, I, I don't know I'm not just saying this because I spoke to him on the, on the podcast but he just seems like a decent all-around human being he's gone to Halifax for the good of his career and his family I think he's staying in Stockport and uh, I think he's getting a coaching role with County with the youth development setup with the with the category that's probably oliver but the category three um category three academy we've got so they'll be training i think they'll be they'll be training in the evenings and he'll be training with halifax in the daytime so it's just a good fit all around isn't it um yeah, well it, shows nice. his,
2: it shows his dedication to football does not it
1: yeah yeah um so, how, how many texts is that from oliver chris
2: uh, <laughs> Just one well it's one long one just saying uh, not sure about you drinking more than me. Uh <laughs> but my daughter's next door and he's saying uh he said that uh Oh Maisie's told me that you non stop talking. So is it the conversation flowing or is it the BS flowing?
0: <laughs> Ooh.
2: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey that, that that's that's just some for you. You've to come, comrade.
1: Oh, it's, already, it's, already, it's already happening,
2: mate. It's 14 now. It's already happening. But that shows you he's in 10 with e for 13, lads, but he's more bothered about, um, uh, not bothered about me, but as a, a Stogport, uh podcast. He wants to know what's happening, you see. He knows that. He's, he's Stockport. <laughs>
1: he's, he's a good lad. That's what he is. He's a good lad. Well, he did,
2: he did say when he comes back on Friday that he will be listening to it. So I better say he is a top lad. I'll just throw that in, you see. me. So <laughs>
1: So yeah, well, from one top that's to of the keynote. I mean, any final words on on Kino? is I mean, how long how long how long have we got? I mean, we could go on all night about it, really, could we?
2: It's it's certainly one of those players that every club or every team needs. Like you say, you he won't play, then he'll come on. He does everything spot on. He plays numerous positions. It's just a manager's dream, really. Into
1: yeah, yeah. And a contribute professional. I think he like like you said before, Nicky, waited for his opportunity, didn't grumble. And that that's probably comes from being a coach himself, is your way for being himself. So he knows yep. that you, you've got to take your chance when it comes and work hard. And, and yeah.
0: If it was football manager, his description of being model citizen. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it would, it would, yeah. Uh good stuff. Oh, so I mean, let's go on to the Cat 3 Academy that we've just been awarded, or I think it's awarded. We do get awarded that, don't you? Or you get rubber yeah, stamps? Yeah, I guess rubber yeah, stamped,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so that that unlocks a few doors for us. I don't know, Chris, are you close to all of the coaching element, or do you know about that, that area of the game in terms of the categories and what that gives to the club and what that means for the future?
2: I I don't know it that well to all the big conversation. It's just obviously annual uh well I know Chris Wilde you see when he worked at Chef United and that was a big thing that he pushed for, uh to you know, getting Chef United obviously into the premiership and getting more of that category to be as high as he can. And I think that it snowballs and it brings uh rewards with it, the IE you can get, to So it's certainly a, a massive step in the right direction to Stockport with everything, the ground, the first team squad, access and now the academy. It, it's all moving it in the right direction, so to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've wasted no time, obviously, with um, with getting that with getting that rubber stamped.
0: Uh, oh, so- na- nine age groups, starting from under nines through to under eighteen. Mm-hmm. Just the, the yeah. scope is there because because the clubs like Fleetwood and Accrington they've got satellite academies in Stockport mm-hmm. and they're picking off the best of stop best of the youngsters from our area. So it would be good to. Mm-hmm you know, have the ability well, it's, it's, to stay... It's, stay it's, uh, going to
2: attract, it's going to attract them uh, better players now and it? them younger better players. It's going to uh, attract them knowing where Stockport are and where they're going to go.
1: Yeah. 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 And it, it protects us as well. We could protect our own assets with with more stringent contracts and things, can't we, in terms of the players yeah. and, and not let them slip through the net? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um Friend was telling me, Chris, Chris Edgerton was telling me, Edgy, me mate, um, here's the lads at Rochdale He's desperate to play for county his lad he's he's, oh. he's apparently mustard uh top little thomas who sits with me in upper tier one by the way so he'll uh, hopefully a future nice. star and he was saying that they can't just leave rochdale because they'd have to play grassroots for a year before signing for anybody else so he's in a contract with rochdale they are really desperate to keep him um but chris has got to go to Scotland like twice a week or something to go training so
0: no one yeah. needs that do they? <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I had to do it. It was good grounding for me. So
1: <laughs> it's all right. sure
2: he'll learn and he'll come on from it.
1: Yeah, come to a proper club. Come to yeah. County. <laughs> he wants to, but he, he can't at the minute. Um, so that's really good news about the Cat 3 Academy. And you've got to say as well, credit where credit's due. Simon Wilson, in terms of recruitment and setting all this up, we knew he had it in him. We knew he's got pedigree in that area. I mean, he's done a fantastic job, has he?
0: The work he's done on the infrastructure... Has been just second to absolute from the, from the training grounds to make to making sure all the welfare stuff is in place for players when it comes to mental health and stuff like that. Just absolutely everything cracking. Mm. Yeah. So
1: just to, uh, just back to your career then, Chris. Was that was that something that we, I, I'm guessing it's a no? But was that something that you got? Was the, was the, was the mental health side of it prevalent when you were a player?
2: Not at all. No. 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 The, the only thing that supported you well for me was Colin that's the only thing that supported me
1: yeah
2: so no be, seriously it it weren't touched upon or mentioned back in them days uh, it weren't like you've got you've got your fitness coaches access et cetera, etc cetera, and players that really support not that they weren't in my day, but I don't think there was much money or budget around et cetera. Et cetera. well there were no sky when we first started playing the stockport
1: yeah. Yeah, it's um, come, leaf- no. come on leaps and bounds since since this, since this those days, hasn't it? Um, OK, moving on to the 3-2 win against Huddersfield then. Um, I don't know about you, but the goals. Have you seen the goals? Madden's header and Reitle's free kick. It's just
0: awesome. Yeah. Stop scoring all the best goals in pre-season. Stop it. <laughs>
2: yeah, It was some free kick that, weren't it? Because he oh. set it off way outside and it just killed it nicely. Yeah. Uh, when I saw him
0: setting it up on the highlights, I thought, "Well, go go near post. What are you doing?" And then, oh, just but he came. He came very close with a, a few free kicks last season. Yeah, he's he's obviously got it in his locker. I think we'll. I think I think he's the best corner taker as well yeah. in the squad. I think I, mm-hmm. I think we missed that. We scored quite a few from corners until he was out injured, and then they kind of dried dried up a bit. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah, and, and it's a big part of the game now in tick corners, free kicks, et cetera. So they've got marginal they got gains. On, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. We got that Paddy I'm guessing that Paddy saw the keeper where he were because he he seemed a, a long way out to be heading it, but he looped it over him, didn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah. He used the um he used the the speed of the ball, didn't he? To sort of, and then and then the, the sort of the, the strength in his neck to sort of yeah. flick it back over him, back over the keeper. It was unbelievable. Yeah. But that, Letting that, that, the ball do the work. Yeah, yeah. Well, that rival goal as well. That was on the keeper's side, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, it he, he would overlap that side. Like I say, he seemed to set it off way out. Yeah. And then it, it just come in and I don't think the keeper realised where it was going. But I don't know if he'd got it in the top corner anyway. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Unbelievable, unbelievable goal. So, and that's not, you know, it's not against a shoddy team. I mean, I think Huddersfield played some of their, some of their first team players. first team is
0: it? involved, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um I do I did wonder if Ben Jackson was playing but wasn't sure about that.
0: He did. Yeah. Did he? Right. he was captain he was captain I believe yeah. What it was, it was I, th- I think it was half academy with a few a few players who were sort of on on the verge of the cuz I think I think it was advertised as the academy B team. But there was um yeah it was a, a decent mix. And then Huddersfield have just signed Kyle Hudlin as well today formerly of uh Solihull. Yeah. I'm not convinced yeah. by that at all. As, as they did with... Uh, they did the same with Tom Denton when he was at a similar age. They signed Tom Denton from non-league. And have, having seen both a fair bit, I, I think Denton was better at that age than than Hudlin is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, Huddersfield signed Denton in the past?
0: Yeah, yeah. When when did he they? was... When he was, I think, when he was about 18, 19. Yeah, they right. signed, signed him that. from... They signed him from a lower level than that. Right? I think it was like Northern Premier League or something they signed right. him from. Yeah. Didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's where that's where he was uh, he did his youth academy stuff and all that, yeah.
1: Did not know that.
0: Right, shall we um should we do the competition winner? Yeah, well, Ross, last week we asked people to comment the word Dunstan in the uh in the comments on the YouTube video for a chance to win, and I can tell you the entries have literally been dribbling in. <laughs> we, 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 we've, we've got literally tens of people who have entered for the chance to win. What have they entered for the chance to win, Russell? They've entered for the chance to win this absolutely
1: smart uh, 2022 Champions print on A3 by Homeless Ghost Print. Uh, I'm and I'm if you, if you are in a reasonable SK area, I will drop this off if you are the winner. If not, we'll get post it posted out to you. But if you, yeah, well, we'll get it posted out to you if not.
0: Uh, yeah, I did. I did notice a lot of people in the comments like putting the postcode after the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just in case that gives them an extra chance. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It give you extra chance. Why doesn't he give them extra chance? Nick, show us how we're going to draw the winner. Oh, oh we are. Go- go i going to draw it out of these fantastic county bucket hats. Yeah. I can't I can't turn it the other way because all the entries will fall out. But they're all in there. Well, look at that. Uh, sure it's a of, they're, all, they're all in there, well, a piece of paper. Do you uh, want to give it a shake, Russ? Uh,
1: yeah, go on then. Yeah, pass it here. There we go. Give it a good shake. I'll do what they do on the telly. There we go. Get
0: yeah, Br- the up, hand it right it it in. Up.
1: It's not a Mary Poppins one. There we
0: go. Right. Good shape there. Ready? There you go. Yes, right. Nice one, pal. Oh. Right. Should, should I do my uh, best Rod Stewart? Yeah, go on. Come <laughs> <You're> on. <laughs> oh. Down it. Down it. <laughs> no. Right. And the winner is... It is Phil Thorley, ladies and gentlemen. Phil Thorley. Phil with two L's. Phil Thorley is the winner. He's a really? real person as well. I checked. Phil Thorley. Phil Thorley, everyone. Number 69, Phil Thorley. <laughs> you can stop saying it
2: now. <laughs> uh, this, this is slowly
1: going down hell here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so well done, Phil Thorley. You have won the homeless ghost prince. As modelled yeah. by well, as held by me, not modelled by me. Um uh, Phil Farley rings a bell I'm sure he's is he, I'm, I'm, I know, I'm sure I know Phil Farley from either Briny or Offee anyway uh if you if you're local well, I that's handy for you isn't it well yeah it's pretty handy for me mm. <laughs> uh so that 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 was pretty good that Nick that's the best competition we've ever ran and it was so seamless doing it in that way and, and a, a real person won it this time <laughs> yeah yeah I love it I love it um so what have we got coming up on future shows we've got Dave Conlon's coming on next week live in the county arms. Um oh Chris is, Chris's phone's going again. Uh we've it's got Ben right. Whitfield.
2: Right. I'll, I'll ring him back.
1: Okay. Thanks. Thanks Chris. Um uh we've got Ben Whitfield coming up in a couple of weeks. Um yeah we've got him coming up that's all I'm gonna say. Then after that usual guests we've got all of our, our our usual guests coming up we'll get all those people on that we had from last season including the opposition uh guests as well so I've been scouring the podcasts from other clubs. Um, so that should be good. We've got a new member of the team. Carl Waring is going to do uh, some of the media, help Phil. Uh, sorry, help Pete, not Phil. That Phil's the winner of the of the Phil Club <laughs> yeah, you got Phil on the brain. <laughs> yeah, no, he's going to help with the, some of the media. We've got blogs coming from Ant and Adam this season as well. The kids show is going to start. Uh, Daniel wants to do that. So he's going to lead that, with, and he's going to invite kids on. If anyone wants to get in touch, your kid, I guess between let's let's say between the ages of thirteen and fifteen, probably ideally. There's his, there's Chris's phone again. We, we it's, it's live as, as you can see. Yeah.
2: I'll ring you back in a sec, Paul.
0: <laughs> Does he want to come it's on? Some of the, some of the kids do want to come and do the show. <laughs> you, yeah. you,
2: you, listen, you certainly don't want this character on. Oof, you think
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, a couple of things that are happening as well before we get on to maybe the is half uh i thought ta- i was on talk sport radio on sunday speaking to sam i weren't, hey, up- well, yeah we're gonna upload that as a podcast and onto youtube and i'm actually talking to heart radio tomorrow at Edgeley park so don't know where that's going to go out but we'll let you know what's happening there um and, uh, half? North, north Norfolk digital now <laughs> yeah yeah um you <laughs> will be yeah um
0: yeah what about the haters half Hatter's half the haters half are obviously after Marshall's and someone to I don't think I'm not sure if they found a, a a Danny's hero yet I think the weather is putting people off because if someone asks you to run a half marathon and then you see the weather like this. And uh, that's why I can't do it. I've got a bad bit of heat stroke, and the uh, I've got I've got to go for heart tests and all, all that sort of stuff. So that's really? that's, some, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, they found they found a heart murmur. So. So I've got I've got to go further. Oh, I'll be all right, Ross. Don't worry. You won't have to do the podcast on your own again, mate. It's gonna be fine. It's all gonna be okay. I mean, I've got to say that's my main worry, to be to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's everyone's main worry. Uh so yeah, go to hattershalf.gov.uk. I'll get in touch with John Giles on Twitter or Facebook. And he's he's also on the message boards as Red Hatter, so you can get him get him that way. It's a good day out. If you want, want to be a marshal as well, that, that it's a good day out. Everyone goes for a pint afterwards, which who doesn't want to go for a pint? You get to watch people running about and not have to run about yourself, and then have a pint and and shout at people in cars for getting in the way. So, get, shout at the people in cars for ignoring road closures that they've been notified for, notified about for six weeks. So, what what more could you want? Do you, Chris, do you keep yourself
1: fit these days? Or
2: I'm I'm trying to.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh...
2: I've got over a charity. You've just been on about the heat and what have you. I haven't played competitive football or kicked football for a while uh, for whatever reason, but I'm in a charity uh, football tournament on Sunday, so I've been pounding the treadmill. I've got a treadmill, so I've just been trying to uh, keep off it, you see, so I don't completely embarrass myself like my olden days. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Nice, nice. Um okay. Uh we have got another competition coming up either next week or in the next couple of weeks to win another champions print from another artist. Uh, we'll
0: reveal all that on
1: keep an eye on the socials.
0: Is that that's what everyone says, don't they? You've you've got champions prints coming out of your post box at the moment. I have, oh, the yes. Box. Yeah. I
1: have. I have, yes. Okay. I think we're just about done, aren't we? Yeah. Oh. Oh, the, the, album, album. Chris, the album.
2: Oh, that's a good question. Chris, what sort of music are you into? We ask every guest. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I'm uh, I'm old, me, So anything from uh, 70s, 80s, yeah? So a bit what? of Neil what? Diamond and anything like that. Oh, yeah. That's me. Right. Nice, nice one. Yeah. 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 It's none, better this. None than of this, th- none th- th- of this th- boom, boom, boom and all that.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, if you listen really quietly, you can hear him in Tenerife.
2: Uh, I, need, I, need, I need. I need. I need some words in my songs. I might sing them wrong, but I need some words.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, that row Ro with a bit of Neil Diamond. Uh, "Love on the Rocks" is a is a staple karaoke. Oh. <laughs> don't yeah.
2: don't go there. Don't go there, please.
0: <laughs> well, maybe we'll get you doing it at Basque Russ. Maybe we'll uh, get the old karaoke hey. machine out, and you can you can give us a give us a go. I, I would love that. Honestly, I'd uh, do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: We, you, we you might hard. not love it. You could, you could certainly put me on late, huh, if You need to clear the place out.
1: Let's <laughs> yeah, yeah. stick you on for last orders. Yeah. What do, what do you fancy, Quote Chris, a bit of coming to America on the karaoke. You'd love a bit of that, surely.
2: No, dear, da, 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 I don't know. No idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good stuff. Right, that leaves me. All I can. What, what do you say? You say all that's left to say. That's it. All. That's you didn't that's even to let say. me tell people what
0: the album was. For us. Oh was yeah. The sorry,
1: team. the album. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, somebody's already guessed
0: it anyway. So, yeah. Matt I think don't think they've guessed it. I think they've seen it. I think well, he's they've, seen, seen it. Yeah, they've seen it. No yeah, seen it and know
1: what
0: it is. Yeah. 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 It is. It's the Kinks' Village Green Preservation. It's a perfect summer album. And. That's good music. If you like other good music, I am on Greater Manchester's Real Rock Radio from Sorry, one yes, between yes. the witching hours of one till three on Sunday, spinning. Well, not spinning. It's it's uh, MP3s in it. Yeah. You can't you can't, you can't spin an MP3. More the pity, buddy. Get off my lawn. But yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be playing all the best new indie, <laughs> old indie, and everything in between. So get on that. Very nice.
1: Now all that's left for me to say is <laughs> Chris. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, really mate. appreciate it.
2: No, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed it, guys. Honestly, it's been good.
1: Good stuff. I'm glad you are. I'm glad you have. Um, yeah, to everybody else, one last time, please subscribe and like and rate on Apple. Do a review on Apple and leave an obscure county player name and rate on Spotify. Um, yeah thank you very much i think i think we're done so uh thanks everybody and see you next week
0: goodbye Good bye, bye.